BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Tonight, a father and his young daughter have gone viral in their video criticizing the controversial critical race theory. We have them both here with us tonight. And now that Anthony Fauci's emails have been made public, we know why he suddenly changed his tune on the origins of COVID. And we'll break that down for you. And Biden traded in his recliner at the White House for a beach chair at his beach house. Man, it must be nice to live a life long as a public servant. All of that and more here tonight on Dr. Gina Primetime. Yep, Anthony Fauci, he's in some hot water now that thousands of his emails have gone public. There are a lot of folks calling for him to be fired. Emails show that he knew masks didn't work, but he lied and he told us all to wear them anyway. And Fauci was warned COVID-19 may have been engineered, but he told us all during the pandemic that it came from a bat. But he sure didn't seem so sure as we read through his emails, did he? And do you remember when I said something fishy was going on last week? We have to ask ourselves, why now? Why suddenly is the media on the left floating this idea that maybe COVID-19 came from a Chinese lab after all? Now, for the past year, experts in the media called anyone a conspiracy theorist who said COVID may have come from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And in fact, they would cancel you if you posted articles, even if they were significant sources with data behind them on your social media. Fauci said that it was settled science, that the virus came from the animal world and then just boop, jumped into the human population. No big deal. Don't be distracted by their hypocrisy, though. It's okay to laugh and to point it out and remind the world that the left is as hypocritical as the day is long, but something doesn't add up here. And it's up to you and me to find out what it is and make sure they don't get away with it. And that's why we must examine the motivation of the left. They expose themselves every day if you just watch them. So keep your eyes on this. Watch that media. Watch the Biden administration. Watch Anthony Fauci. Mm, see, sometimes it pays when you're watching a scientist to have your own PhD in background in human behavior. I told you, keep your eyes on Fauci and the leftist media because their motivations would come to light. Sometimes you can see a narcissist coming a mile away and uh, before they know it even sometimes. And we know exactly why Fauci and the media suddenly changed their tune on the origins of COVID. It's because someone tipped off Fauci that his emails were being released and that he better get ready for a firestorm. Someone, either in the government or at the Washington Post or BuzzFeed, who was in possession of those emails, let Fauci know that he better start revising his comments ahead of this document dump that was imminent. Although nothing Fauci said in the past week was able to stop Fauci from trending on social media. Once his emails were released, maybe Zuckerberg and Dorsey can help him bury this story because that's what big tech does. But something that Facebook and Twitter cannot hide is a viral video that has been played millions of times now. 
Daddy teaches you can be anything in this world that you want to be, right? Don't daddy teach you that? Yeah, and it doesn't matter if, if you're black or white or any color. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, brown, yellow, yellow. right? Black. And, and how we treat people is based on who yeah. they are and not and what color nice. they are. And if they're nice and smart. See, this is how this is how children think right here. Critical race theory wants to end that. Not with my children. It's not going to happen. My baby's going to know that no matter what she wants to be in life, all she has to do is work hard, and she can become that. Work hard even though you don't know anyone. You can make friends. <laughs> yeah, you can make friends, no matter what color they are. So we need to stop CRT, period, point blank. Children do not see skin color, man. They love everybody. If they're good people, they love them. We pray for people that are hurt. Oh, still tears, still tears. I am so in love with this little family. And the best news of all, they are here with us tonight. You don't want to miss it. Coming up next, more horrific video from the border shows illegals drowning, trying to cross into the U.S. What a contrast, that beautiful family. And then these children hurting, being raped, dying. Our man on the border, Ben Burkwam, here as only he can deal with these heavy topics. He will break it all down for us. Don't miss it. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the most beautiful of all. Right here, tonight, on Dr. Gina Primetime. Don't go away. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts, included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. It's another day of Biden administration, another day of the Biden border crisis. More horrific video has come to light from our southern border. And my good friend Sarah Carter aired this video on Fox last night of illegal immigrants drowning while trying to cross our southern border. This is so real. This is so penetrating. Listen. They're drowning. They're drowning. They're drowning. And our border correspondent, who was there before any other reporters were there, I want to say, right after the election, Ben's feet hit the ground right there on the border, and he is here with us now. Ben, horrific, but not surprising to you. No, and uh, Sarah Carter is awesome. I've actually been down there uh, several times with her in different locations, and uh, she is a a great woman and a, an amazing patriot. Uh, it is it is horrific. It's absolutely horrific. But like you said, it's not surprising. Uh, I've, you know, some of the stuff we've witnessed, uh, it's it's just, it's beyond shocking. Talking to moms that have had to cover up their children at night because of the sound of the rapes, hiding their children in, uh, in bushes because of those sounds. It, it's the sound that uh, everyone who's coming up from Central America hears day in and day out, and it is caused by the cartels in Mexico and the Joe Biden and the Democrats in America who are inviting this. 
Uh, rather than having a legal immigration process, we have opened the floodgates open uh, and we're screwing up the legal immigration process and we're having people die uh, as they're coming up here. And the saddest part is nobody is held, being held accountable right now. Yeah, you happened to come to my house this weekend, and I had a police officer from uh, San Diego who shall remain absolutely nameless um, because he probably would lose his job for talking as spe speaking as candidly as he did with you and I. Um, he's good friends, a veteran of the force, um, with many in the Border Patrol there. Um, and I am friends with them because, as you know, I lived there for seven years prior to moving here to South Florida. Um, and you and I were talking with him about many of his conversations with the Border Patrol and some of the work that he's done there. And we were talking about the different tactics of the cartels. And we were asking you, did you know that one of the tactics is to throw the children in the water, to drown them, to distract the Border Patrol um, in their numbers, depending if there are a lot of Border Patrol, they'll throw a lot of children in the water to just scatter the Border Patrol, completely keep them distracted so that they can just bring the people in that they want. Um, if there's just a small group, they might just throw one or two children in. And many of these children do drown. This is aside from the rapes of the children and the women. This is aside from the drugs. This is yeah. aside from so many other tragedies and deaths that occur anyway. Um, you knew about all of this. You've reported much of this on the show. Um, there was another uh, woman found last night being raped, caught in the action with a gunshot to her head. We don't have time for every single video because now that, Ben, you set the pace, honestly, and other reporters have joined you going down there. God bless them for it. Um, now these videos are pouring in. Um, and there is this video from earlier in the week of an abandoned little boy that honestly I have trouble watching this this show is getting harder and harder for me to do every night there's this video of this little boy as a mother I can barely stand mm -hmm. this he's clutching his teddy bear he's been abandoned yeah. he's screaming alone in a corner I can't fathom I know you as a dad Ben every time you leave your children cry for you every time I leave my kids are still sad and they're a little bit older but at this age who could do this to a child? Watch and I will get your comment. Ben, I try to be civil about Kamala Harris being the border czar, appointed by Joe Biden. She can't make time to come here. She cackles about it when, she, when she's asked I'm out of civility, Ben. Help me with this. No, I can't. I can't because I, I hear that and see I've seen so many things just like that. Uh, and this is like you mentioned, the, the, the cartels do this uh, sometimes as a distraction. They'll, they'll use children. They'll drop them over the wall. They'll send them. They'll leave them uh, so that they become the priority for Border Patrol as they're running their drugs in another location. But you hear that. You hear that. I, the, the most terrifying cry of a child, uh, that is the most heartbreaking thing to me. To you know, it's, When God hears that, he weeps. And when I hear that, I weep mm. and you weep. And these evil, evil, evil people are doing it because they're being invited to do it by this administration. And it is, there are no words. I can't help you with it, Dr. G, because I'm... I'm beyond it too. Honestly, I was down there last week in Del Rio and it's, it's, it's just gotten to the point where you just, it, it, 
it's hard to stomach it. And I think about our law enforcement. I think about our border patrol. And we're just seeing a fraction of that. I mean, think about this. We are only seeing a fraction of what border patrol sees on a daily basis and what law enforcement sees on a daily basis. And instead of being helped, instead of uh, these children being helped and, and us actually securing the border like President Trump did, these evil people in America are inviting this to happen. That child's scream is because of them. I don't, I don't know how they sleep at night. I truly don't. I, I, I used to lay awake at night when I came back across the border from Mexico, just thinking of the little children, the little gypsy children begging in the streets along the road there with all that traffic and so dirty. And I used to just want to take them home so badly to love on them. Um, you know, I'm an adoptive mother of a, of a child, and, and he's Peruvian, as you know, and uh, you met him, and he loves you. All my kids love you. Um, and and I, I just wanted to take one so bad. But now, Ben, I'm, I'm hearing those screams at night. I don't know how Kamala Harris mm. sleeps, but you, my friend, should sleep well because you have made such a difference in your work. You have truly opened up this entire thing to where now this is getting worldwide coverage thanks to you um, really, really pioneering this. And so thank you so much for all you do. We will continue to keep our eyes on you as you continue to pioneer this effort to expose what is happening at our borders and so that something gets done about it. Come back soon, Ben. Thank you, Dr. Gina. It's, it's truly an honor. Uh, and that's why I do it is because this has to end. I have children. I can't imagine this being done to my children. It has to stop. It just has to stop. Has to stop. Thanks, Ben. All right, let's continue our discussion of evil. We will lighten it up a little later. I don't want the whole show to be heavy. Uh, Anthony, we have something wonderful for you coming up. But for right now, Anthony Fauci, he has been exposed, as we predicted. The Washington Post and BuzzFeed did a Freedom of Information Act request for Fauci's official emails. And you know, I've been very anti-mask since the beginning of the pandemic. And now we know that Fauci was actually anti-mask privately. Check out this email that he wrote to Obama's former HHS secretary, Sylvia Burwell. Burwell asked whether she should be wearing a mask. And here's what he said in that email from February of 2020. He wrote, masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading infection to people who are not infected rather than protecting uninfected people from acquiring infection. Fauci continued, the typical mask you buy in the drugstore is not really effective in keeping out virus, which is small enough to pass through material. It might, however, provide some slight benefit in keeping out gross droplets if someone coughs or sneezes on you. And someone else who knew that masks just don't work is Justin Hart. Justin, you must feel so validated. You must feel so vindicated. People have called you crazy for months. Turns out the ones calling you crazy were the crazy ones. Yeah, there is a bit of vindication and satisfaction on that part. There's a, there's a sadness too that they had yeah. so much of this data uh, showing the same thing that we showed. Uh, even in early February that the fear and the lockdowns was having a dramatic impact on people's lives. Uh, there was one email where Dr. Fauci received from someone who runs a blood bank saying, we're running low because people are afraid to come in and give blood. Nothing done to really thwart that. The fear just built and built. And we see again and again, whether it was masks or the origin of the virus from China, or whether it was 
who would actually be dramatically impacted, which turns out it was the most elderly among us and those with comorbidities. But Dr. Fauci still chose to lock us all down. And uh, that was the sad uh, rapport that we really came out from these emails. A slight vindication, though. Yes, thank you, Doctor. Appreciate it. Well, you've earned it. I've used your graphics so repeatedly on this show. I was called crazy for using them. Uh, we've used your graphics repeatedly that demonstrated, and I'm, we don't have to use them right now, but um, that showed that where mask mandates were imposed, COVID rates either stayed the same or went up. And, uh, and, and that, that's just one of your graphics that we used, literally got to a point where I was using them almost daily. And so we appreciate so much what you've done. But Justin, you have some great new graphics over at your site, Rational Ground. I want everyone to always check this site out. These graphics illustrate the real risk of COVID compared to other situations from our daily life. This one says that women under 40 have about the same chance of dying in a plane crash as they do of dying from COVID. It doesn't sound like something worth shutting down our entire economy for or mandating masks now, does it? Well, and more importantly, you know, we, we know that there's a good portion of the population. 60% uh, of the population is under the age of 50. 70% uh, are under the age of 65. And so there's a massive portion of the population that is just at almost nil risk. If you are a healthy woman under 40, your chances of dying on an annual basis, according to insurance information, are about the same as dying in a plane crash. Uh, and, and those are sort of like, we put them in a poster format so people can sort of relate to this. Now again, that, were, that was brought up in one of the emails that Dr. Fauci received uh, from a prominent PhD psychiatrist who said, I think we're having some challenges. Wouldn't it be better to just do some focused protection of our elderly and those with comorbidities rather than lock everyone down? Uh, he ignored it. He passed it on to his assistant and said, deal with this. And this graphic you made, Justin, says that if you're under the age of 65, you have the same chance of dying in a car crash as you do dying from COVID. So are we banning cars? I mean, I really want to get to what is actual science. If we're going to ban things with this degree of morbidity behind them, if that's where the data is, we should be banning cars. I'm just getting to the reality, the science here that the left always likes to talk about. Yeah, uh, I'd like to take credit for the stats on this one, but it's actually by John uh, Ioannidis, who is the most cited living scientist alive uh, out of Stanford. And he made the assertion that if you're under the age of 65, your relative risk over an annual basis is about your risk of commuting in your car to work. And if you're over the age of 65, it's slightly higher. It's the risk of dying if you were a professional truck driver. Um, you know, we ourselves have taken a look at about 800 death certificates uh, in the state of Florida, of people who had uh, supposedly died of COVID, and we've examined it. And some of them are fall from a ladder. Some of them have six months of uh, diabetes. Other ones had uh, massive amounts of, we, we saw a number of do not resuscitate. So these were people that unfortunately were already dying of something. And the question becomes like, what was the actual risk to the regular person on the street we find that it was very low. Uh, we feel that for those over the age of 65, vaccines will help fine. And we think that, that you know the risk is relatively low and probably good if they get that. But at the same time, we just don't know a lot uh, when it comes to what we should do with people that are younger, right? Uh, and so that, when we see these emails that come forward where people are challenging Dr. Fauci again and again on the various prescriptions that he has for the country, uh, and he just ignores them. That becomes frustrating because this is stuff we've been saying. A rational ground itself was founded 
because my co-founder, Aaron Jin, was kicked off of social media for asserting that China, uh, the, the lab there, was the source of the COVID-19 virus. We now know that was likely or probably or very possibly the case. Uh, and we were all banned off of social media for even just suggesting such. And so it just drives me nuts now that we've been we've shown this vindication, uh, but there's not going to be, I, I've, I've told my crew, look, just set your expectations. No one's going to be frog marched to jail for this, but I hope that we can come to some resolution where this never happens again. Well, good luck with that. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of people sitting in jail right now that uh, you just, it just blows my mind. But, um, uh, you know, what, what is curious to me is how few um, networks are covering this. I mean, this is science. This is actual science. And based on this data, we should be banning cars if we're going to ban, uh, you know, other things. We should be banning ladders, according to this data, uh, banning airplanes, I guess. And uh, there is this graphic you made. I want to go through this one. The risk of dying is 1,000 times less likely if you are under the age of 20 than someone over the age of 80 of COVID. Break this one down for us. Yeah, 1,000 times the median age of death of the 1918 pandemic was 29 years old. The median age of death for this pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, is 80 to 82 years old. That's even above the median age of death in the United States. And so if you take that as the baseline, someone who is 80 years old, the chances of you dying if you are 20 years old are 1,000 times like, uh, less likely. And so actually every 20 years, you get a factor of 10. So if you're 60, your chances of dying are 10 times less than that of someone who is 80 years old. If you're 40 years old, you multiply that 10 by 10, that's 100 times less likely chance of dying. If you are 20 years old, 1,000 chance lower, a lower chance of dying than someone who is 80. And those risks were never shared. And what we find in the emails of Dr. Fauci is again and again, he hems and haws, and something changed. Because at the beginning of February, somewhere in February, he actually made the assertion we should go about our normal lives and don't panic. And then all of a sudden, he panicked, and he let everyone panic with him, and it never changed, and it trickled down to the states, and then we get locked down forever. And that's the really sad, unfortunate part. And yeah, you're right, the media, it's very unfortunate. They, they spent three years on Russia collusion over a single word in an email, great, that Don Jr. said in reply to some obnoxious email from some Russian agent, right? And they spent three years talking about this nonsense and we have multiple threads of actual evidence showing that Dr. Fauci may have very well covered up the fact that American dollars went to pay for the virus that killed over half a million of them. That's something, and no one is investigating except for very few that have a curious nose and aren't embarrassed because a lot of these media people are having to save face because they were wrong. Well, and not to mention how many people would have lived with some of the um, therapeutics that were available that Fauci didn't advocate just because Trump did. Justin, over at MSNBC, Nicole Wallace fangirled all over Fauci after his emails came out. Watch this. Well, the true mark of someone is if they look good, even when their personal emails come out. So you, you pass the test that very few of us would, would pass. Dr. Anthony Fauci, thank you for spending some time with us today talking about all of it. We're always grateful to get some of your time. I suppose he had to wipe the slobber off his glasses. What do you think? Yeah, that was the case. And that was the case throughout all the emails, whether it was, uh, you know, some movie star uh, asking if she could use her Twitter feed or whether it was some prominent uh, chief medical officer correspondent for ABC News. They all 
buttered up to Dr. Fauci in email after email. Now, what's curious is all the emails that I discussed where there was very pertinent and prominent scientific evidence that he ignored and said on to someone else and said, deal with this. He was very quick to respond to all the people who had awards for him or were celebrities or wanted to do a photo shoot. Those took priority, it seemed. And frankly, the outcome of the pandemic shows his priorities were in the wrong place. Justin, I think I could keep you for the whole week of shows um, because you're always so absolutely data rich. Thank you so much for being with us. Check him out at rationalground.com. That's rationalground.com. And uh, it is the best way uh, besides this show <laughs> to battle back at their fake news. Coming up, the stars of that viral video slamming critical race theory. They are adorable. If you haven't seen them, you will fall in love. I cannot wait to meet them in person. Corey and royalty Yeshua are up next with us. Don't miss. Back in a moment. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Dr. Gina Primetime. Critical race theory being pushed up on our children. And whether you know it or not, it's probably in your children's school. But some parents are standing up and saying, heck no, keep that racist stuff away from my children and some parents and children are coming up with some really creative ways to oppose this theory, like this particular TikTok video. Daddy teaches you can be anything in this world that you want to be, right? Don't daddy teach you that? Yeah, and it doesn't matter if, if you're black or white or any color. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, brown, yellow. yellow. Right? Black. And, and how we treat people is based on who yeah. they are and not and what color nice. they are. And if they're nice and smart. See? This is, how, this is how children think right here. Critical race theory wants to end that. Not with my children. It's not going to happen. My baby's going to know that no matter what she wants to be in life, all she has to do is work hard and she can become that. Work hard even though you don't know anyone. You can make friends. <laughs> Yeah, you can make friends, no matter what color they are. So we need to stop CRT, period, point blank. Children do not see skin color, man. They love everybody. If they're good people, they love them. We pray for people that are hurt. That is just my favorite all-time video. Even the bacon dog video doesn't come close to that video. The way that royalty does two things, says you can make friends, and the way she looks up at her dad when he says CRT, like, why would anyone push that on me? I just love it. And the stars of that video are here with us now, Corey and royalty Yeshua. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having us. You are just a beautiful little father and daughter set. I cannot tell you how honored I am. Corey, I want to start with you. What prompted you? You're risking a lot here. Uh, people who come out politically um, on things like this, they lose friends, they lose jobs, um, sometimes worse. Why did you decide to do this? Um, well, I think our children's futures are more important and the way I see things going in America, 
I decided it was time to speak up um, and have my, and actually involve my daughter in the video. I was doing videos before and, you know, I would get criticized on certain things if I came out, you know, against certain things like BLM or, you know, anything like that. And I decided to add my daughter on this video because there was an incident at her school and they showed her a video about uh, segregation. There was like a water fountain and it showed whites only, you know, and then my daughter came to me and said, Daddy, why couldn't a white kid play with a black kid? You know, that, that was one of the incidents. And then I had parents sending me things about different curriculums, the critical race theory curriculums. And uh, yeah, I just decided to speak out. Um, and Royalty, I want to ask you, when you saw that video, what did you think? What did you think when they started talking about these subjects that mm -hmm. are really hard to think about for a girl your age? How old are you, first of all, royalty? Yeah. And, and what did you think when they started talking about these complicated adult topics? Weird. Yeah, and that's a normal reaction for a kid your age. Corey, were you ready for them to start talking about these sorts of issues with your child? No, I wasn't. Um, and I don't even think that the principal knew about it beforehand because when I spoke to him, he said he didn't know about it. So I think a lot of times the teachers introduce these things, you know, without getting permission. And that's what happened in this case. And you've had some loss in your family that I think also perhaps has lent itself to your level of courage. Because I don't think this level of courage is frankly common with most parents who have a kid in school and don't like the way things are go doing or are going. Uh, talk to us about that, Corey. Uh, yes, I've, I've, uh, I have a best friend in prison right now doing 15 years. I have a brother that was murdered about four months ago, four or five months ago. I have another brother who overdosed on drugs and you know, seeing these things that are going in our community and things not changing, I felt like it was time to speak up, you know? I started learning. Um, I learned from Thomas Sowell and Larry Elder, just watching them, reading their stuff. And it, it woke me up, you know? It gave me, it gave me courage to speak out. And you, and you noticed that there were some commonalities about the horrors and first of all i'm so sorry that you've experienced all those losses and i so admire that you turned that into something courageous and powerful because courage is contagious but you noticed there were some commonalities that you were seeing politically tell us about that yeah the con uh you mean like the with the democrat party and is that what you're speaking and, and so, of yeah oh, okay yeah so i did some some digging and I started to learn the history right of the Democrat Party and how they were the party of segregation. They were the party who tried to stop every civil rights bill that there was. And, you know, they were the party of the KKK, you know, that was starting the 1800s to stop black people from uh, voting Republican. They actually killed black people and white people. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I learned the history and I made the connections. And I started to speak out because I'm tired of seeing my community look the way it has been looking. And it's been Democrat run decade after decade. Yeah. And um, 
and that makes so much sense. Royalty, I want to get back down to you, Princess. I want to hear from you. First of all, where did your name come from, Royalty? Where did your name come from? <laughs> she, I knew she was going to be a princess, so that's why I named her Royalty. See, I knew that. I knew that. And Royalty, what did your friends think of what you've said on television? Have you had a chance to talk to your friends, sweetheart? I talked to some of my friends about it because some of my friends don't believe. Some of your friends disagree with you? They don't they don't they believe speak? they don't believe her like that, you know, all this stuff is going on. That's what some some people believe me, but some people don't believe and 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 are you okay with that? You still want to be their friend, whether they disagree with you or not? Yeah. 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 And uh, what do you want to be when you grow up, royalty? An artist. A nurse, because you are a lover and a nurturer and a princess. So those S are all good traits for being. I said a nurse an artist. Sure. You what? Pardon? I said an artist. An artist. You said an artist. Well, that's another great, great career where you can really bless people, too. And I bet you will. Corey, one last question I have for you is, you know, God has now handed you this platform. I know you've had other platforms in your life. You've been a musician. Um, you've done some amazing things. You've given up a lot for this platform. Um, but God has handed you a really big audience now. Um, what are you going to do with it? Um... I'm gonna continue to push forward. I'm gonna continue praying before I um, put my videos out and asking God to lead me on what he wants me to speak about next, you know, and, and waking people up because keeping our children innocent is important. Keeping their minds innocent is important. Waking the minority communities up is important and stopping people from pushing racism onto children is important. So, uh, I think those are going to be the main things that I go after. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who supported, everybody who sent messages and love. I, I appreciate you so much. Royalty appreciates you. And we love you guys. Well, we sure appreciate you too. Royalty, did you have anything else you wanted to add, love? Are you all done? Or do you have anything else, sweetheart? Thank you, everybody. Oh, that's so nice. You are such a sweet, well-mannered girl. Well, God bless both of you. I, I hope he continues to bless uh, the things that you put your hands to. And just thank you so much for being on the show. And certainly if there's anything we can do here at Real America's Voice to help get your message out there um, and, and your life's work, you just don't ever hesitate to reach out. Thank you for taking the time to be on the show. I know you've done a ton of interviews today, and we're just so honored that you were with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. God bless. God bless. Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> and uh, some disturbing news out of the NFL. As you know, the National Football League has been paying out settlements for several years now for brain injuries sustained while playing. But now we hear that race was part of the consideration while making those payouts. So depending on your race, you may have received a different settlement, specifically if you're black, it was assumed that you started out with less cognitive function and you got less of a payout. And somebody 
who is fired up about this is my good friend and former NFL player, Jack Brewer. Jack, it's always great to see you. Jack, tell me what you thought when you heard this news. I made my stomach hurt. I cringed um, to think that as an African-American man in 2021 in the greatest country on earth that I'm looked at uh, through uh, this this race norming system as though I'm starting off with a more cognitive uh, level than my peers. Uh, Gina, you know me. You know I've worked extremely hard uh, academically. Uh, I've worked extremely hard professionally. Uh, and, you know, I, I got my master's degree before I went to the National Football League. So to think that someone uh, is putting me in a category with a, a low cognitive level based upon the melanin in my skin is disgusting. And you talk about the National Football League who puts out and portrays like they're so woke, right? They support BLM and they got Black Lives Matters all in their in their end zones and on their commercials uh, and supporting this anti-Christ, this anti-family organization. Uh, but behind the scenes, they're really uh, manipulating the system to keep billions of dollars out of the hands of deserving employees that have been injured on the job. It's just ridiculous. Yes, but it, in one way, Jack, couldn't have surprised you. The left has promoted this idea that minorities, for some reason, need special handouts, that they need special attention, that they need um, special money, uh, that, you know, we have you know, the current president, Joe Biden, saying things like that, uh, and I don't know if we have the video from yesterday, I'm trying to get it, Um, but uh, we had him say something along the lines of that they don't have lawyers and they don't have accountants, uh, which is a very unbelievable thing to say, that um, they can't even control how they vote because if they were black, they would vote for him. Uh, They can't think for themselves, therefore. I mean, the, the list goes on and on of horrible things that the left has said and done to insinuate that not only are all minorities oppressed, but all minorities are somehow incapable of doing the things you've done. You've been a professional player, you've um, gotten you know, advanced degrees, and we've had a black president of the United States, we currently have someone who claims she's black, even though I think that's very disputable, uh, who's the vice president of the United States. You have Oprah, the list goes on and on. Most of us don't even want to think about skin color. Jack, I don't think of you as black. Uh, I don't think of most of those people. And I don't want to even have to think about that, just like our last guests say. Um, but this is the reality of how the left plays this off. I want to have this, I want to just put up this video of uh, Joe Biden making this exact point. Go ahead. That, the data shows young black entrepreneurs are just as capable of succeeding given the chance as white entrepreneurs are. But they don't have lawyers, they don't have, they, they, they don't have accountants, but they have great ideas. Insulting, Jack. We're victims. We're always the victim when it comes to Joe mm. Biden. They, they, they say it so much, and their policies are actually the one uh, that caused us to have broken families through his 94 crime bill. You know, when you make statements like this, uh, you really just slap every black lawyers. Think about black lawyers and black accountants. We have thousands uh, across the country. And now you say that we can't afford it. I got, I have five lawyers and I have a tax attorney and an accountant. Uh, but from the, from the mouth of our president, 
I'm not capable of doing so. Just like well, I'm not capable of getting an ID uh, to be able to go vote. And that is what the left is pushing upon our nation. Uh, in corporations like the National Football League who support this type of doctrine, they support organizations like Black Lives Matter who are pushing this critical race theory. This is all for them a big game. But what they want is money, power, and control. They know the more they push this narrative and the more that they get African-Americans to feel sorry for themselves, to feel like victims, that they're going to get their vote. But more importantly, they're going to be able to maintain power so they can control the money flow. This all goes back to the dollar. These people are evil. This must be stopped. And, Gina, I'm not stopping with this when it comes to the National Football League because I'm a, I'm a part of that lawsuit. So when they talk about those African-Americans that they're looking at as if they're incompetent going into a test like that, they're talking about me. And I'm not OK with that. And so, you know, I have children, I have sons and my sons are not going to have to deal uh, with this wokeness of the left without their father giving a fight. And I am sick and tired of all of this race baiting, all of this separation because of skin color and them talking about African-Americans like we are incompetent. I'm not going to put up with it anymore. Chuck, you work with children every day. I watch her Instagram page, and the things that you do uh, with the youth in this country is just—it's um, just endless. You are just—you uh, have such a heart and such a passion that way. Um, you heard my last guest because you were waiting in the wings here um, on this show. This beautiful, sweet father-daughter set trying to help in the ways that they can. And I asked them at the end of this, "What are you going to do with this platform?" I want to give you a chance to tell them how you think they could plug in because I think there are a lot of people out there regardless of race who have a passion to I don't know if it's go into minority communities and try to communicate the truth or what but I just want to give you a chance to talk to people like them and tell them how they can plug in in the ways that you've plugged in or maybe in ways that you haven't plugged in but where the need is greatest all I could do when I saw that that beautiful uh, man and his daughter smile and to, to mm. see the brain uh, of that little girl to be able to come on TV and she knows she's on national TV uh, and the father mm -hmm. to be able to stand like that. You know, as an African-American, when you take a stand against this woke movement in the left and uh, in, in this indoctrination, when you take a stand against that, you are ridiculed. You are attacked uh, physically. Mm -hmm. You're attacked fiercely. People are coming at you from all angles, including your family. And so they, these folks are sacrificing. They need our prayers. And, for, and so what I would tell them is just to continue to fight. The more they fight and the louder they talk, support will come. I've been getting support from so many various people um, through, through prayers, through donations and support of all of our work that we're doing in the community. There are a lot of people of all races, white, black, green, purple, that are sick and tired of this. And so uh, if I can encourage any African-Americans out there, uh, who are tired of this indoctrination of our babies and all people continue to talk louder because I can tell you that support is coming. God has us covered because we know that we're on the right side of history on this. We all we are all created equal. We are all created in God's image. And that is the message that we have to teach our children, not this woke left agenda that's pushing all this homosexuality and transgenderism and, and sexualizing our babies. This must end. Let's stand for the word of God. Jack Brewer, thank you so much for being with us. We love you, brother. Thank you so much. God bless you. You too. Coming up, Joe Biden shuffled out of the White House and he went to one of his several homes for a little beach vacation. 
We're going to tell you all about his rigorous schedule of eating smashed peas and sometimes ice cream and talking about it a lot and laying on the beach. These are tough jobs, but somebody's got to do it. Right here on Dr. Gina Primetime. Stay where you are. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Joe Biden made his 12th trip to Delaware since taking office so that he could spend two nights at his beach house. He hasn't made it to the border, but he spent Memorial Day weekend at his home in Wilmington and then went to the beach house for a few days. Isn't life sublime when you are a lifelong politician? How did he make all that money to have all those houses? We're going to see what Jillian Anderson thinks of all this. Jillian, great to see you. Good to see you too, Dr. G. You look amazing. You always look amazing. And uh, Jillian, you know, you have had a life of jobs in the private sector where you actually have to earn your living, real jobs, as I like to call them. And, uh, you know, Joe Biden, not so much. I don't know that he's ever created an actual real job. And I don't know that he's actually ever held a real job outside of government. But he has all these houses and all of these millions. And yet his constituency doesn't seem to have a problem with this. I mean, you took the words out of my mouth. Instead of jet-setting to Rehoboth Beach, why doesn't he jet-set to the border? And while Americans are dealing with, you know, rising inflation, high gas prices, hello, we have a whole crisis going on, not only on the border, but also the Middle East. And, oh, not to mention the Fauci emails just, that just came out yesterday, and he is off bike riding with his wife on the beach. It must be nice to always be on vacation. It must be. It must be. But meanwhile... Uh, the price of lumber has gone up extensively to buy a house, a new house anyway, to build a house is becoming prohibitive. That's not even to say uh, what's happening to the price of things that require lumber. For example, all of our businesses who've been hit so hard by COVID, those little to-go uh, things that you have at a restaurant have gone from about 50 cents each to more than a dollar each. So they're hitting our businesses where they've already been hit. Many restaurants have gone completely out of business, about one third of them to be exact. Gas prices are hitting around $6 in California right now. Um, the price of most things will be hitting us dramatically. My friend who is a truck driver, I told him he's in the best industry of all back in Missouri, said he just got a huge raise, about 30% of a raise without asking. Just they texted him one day and said, guess what? You're getting a 30% raise. That's not by mistake. That's because everything is going to get dramatically more expensive. And guess what? That's not going to hit the billionaires across the intercoastal from me here in Palm Beach. That's going to hit the middle class and those struggling to survive in the restaurant business and so on and so forth. Jillian, this is anything but right for the, most of our economy. As if America and Amer regular Americans and business owners haven't been struggling enough this last year. You're right, the prices of food are going up, gas prices are going up, basic household items like tissues and toilet paper, those are going up all because of lumber and everything. Americans cannot afford Joe Biden as president. They yeah. can't. Small business owners cannot survive with Joe Biden That's as president. That's a great president. way to put it. And that's a great way. Americans with. cannot afford Joe Biden. I love that. I really do. All right, Jillian, I want to get to this because it's almost the end of the show. So that means it's time for our meme of the day. 
Now, this one says that tomorrow is um, a, a, apologize to a conspiracy theorist day. So we're going to thank people in advance. Uh, Jillian, conspiracy theorists aren't so crazy anymore, are they? About 10 seconds. I mean, conspiracy theorists are only conspiracy theorists for about six to 12 months when they're proven to be factual. That's it. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Always insightful to have you, Jillian. Thank you so much. We love you. Thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And thanks to you. And thanks to you for joining me tonight, everyone here at your new home for Real News, Real America's Voice. We have Congressman Matt Gates with us tomorrow. You will not want to miss what he has to say. Live from Studio 6B, up next with Damon and the crew. Hug your children, love your God, you go boldly now, and live the truth. Good night, everybody.